Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Oh, hi, I'm Nancy. I'm a compulsive overeater and um, just uh, really glad to be here today and share my, my story with you. Uh, I wrote things down pretty much because I get too nervous, you know, to just wing it. So um, I just want to start by saying how I was before OA. And I grew up in the 50s and watching all the unrealistic family shows, Leave it to Beaver, Father Knows Best, Ozzie and Harriet. And unfortunately, I thought my life should be like that. So I lived in a fantasy world most of my life. And um, because my life wasn't like that, I was unhappy. And I had all material things growing up. And, you know, I was told, uh, you know, by my mom, well, she believed that being thin was the only way to be happy. So she told me I would never get a man if I were fat. I'd never be happy if I was fat because she struggled with her own weight. And so that was my quest, was to be thin. And sadly, I have old photos of when I was 14 years old, and I looked really great by today's standards, because back then in the 50s, it was the Twiggy era, you know, and she was like stick thin, you know, like, like, a stick, you know, and of course, I was, I was more athletic and, you know, bigger, bigger bones. So, you know, what happened was mom and I just dieted. We dieted together pretty much my whole life. And uh, I was I was always disappointed in everything. Of course, I lost weight and I gained it and the yo-yo dieting. And I felt like such a failure, you know, just like a lot of other people, you know, that that were addicted to, you know, to food. And I could never keep the weight off. And I felt such disappointment by my parents, you know, and finally a good friend of mine, she knew what I was struggling with and she knew about 12-step programs and she told me about OA and wrote that number on a piece of paper. Well, I went home, put the piece of paper up on a shelf and it stayed there for two years. You know, I just wasn't ready. You know, I just felt like I could control this, you know, one more time, just one more time, you know, and um, until one day in 2002, I was at bottom. I mean, I had nowhere else to turn. You know, I was just about ready to accept just being fat for the rest of my life, you know, and that's just the way it was. And finally, I did remember the phone number. So being the sad, depressed and hopeless person. And, and the big thing was I hated myself. I just thought, you know, I was so weak willed and and, you know, I wasn't able to keep the weight off. Why? You know, everybody else could do it, it seemed. You know, poor me, poor me. You know, I just constantly, you know, just was just feeling sorry for myself. So I was 52 years old when I came in to my first meeting and I pretty much cried the whole meeting because I just couldn't believe 
that there were people out there that did the same thing that I did with food, you know? And I just, I just finally realized that I did have something wrong. I had an eating disorder, you know, and it was just like, hallelujah, you know, that I finally found people that really understand, you know, and I just, um, I never left, you know, I've been coming back ever since. And um, when I came in to program, I blamed everybody, especially my mother and my brothers, you know, they were mean to me and, you know, and because of that, that's why I ate, you know, but it wasn't until I came to OA and finally after keep coming to the meetings and hearing other people share, you know, that I realized I had to take responsibility for myself. You know, no one was putting the food in my mouth. So I really started to grow up, you know, and uh, I got a temporary sponsor and I knew I, you know, she said I really had to, to put the food down and have a food plan. So I took the three zero and one three meals a day, life in between, one day at a time, you know, and I had to have a beginning and an end to my meals. You know, that was the only way that, that I could deal with the food. So finally in 2003, I asked someone to be my sponsor and I called my food into her because I remember asking her what she did. And I was so afraid she was going to tell me, you know, and she told me, okay, well, you call your food into me at seven o'clock tomorrow morning. And I did, and I did that for two years and I released 80 pounds, you know, but then of course all the feelings come up and I would talk to her about this happening and that, and we started the steps, you know, steps one, two, and three. And, um, you know, it just took me a while to really get into the steps though, you know, but I'll tell you what, when I got to step four, oh my gosh, I didn't know I had any character defects. I was a nice person. I was a good person, you know, but boy, I mean, probably the top of the list was perfectionism, you know, and perfectionism kept me from living my life. Don't do something because it might not turn out the way I want it to, you know, and it was just, um, you know, just the whole thing of uh, just, I don't know, you know, just not wanting to, to do the program, you know, but I wanted to keep the weight off. So I realized that my character defects, perfectionism and my control issues and selfishness and self-centeredness, and I was a martyr, you know, I mean, hey, I was the only one who could do it right, you know, but uh, I never would have known these things if I wouldn't have come to OA. And I found out that sugar was my drug of choice, you know, and I never believed that anyone could live without sugar. You know, um, it, it just amazes me. But after I got off, it took probably two years, but I never felt so clear-minded that I ever did. And I never want to go back there, you know. So um, uh, before OA, I spent a lot of time giving advice to others, you know, because I thought that I knew what they needed to do. You know, of course, then I didn't have to focus on my own problems, but now I know I don't know what others need to do. I don't even know what I need to do sometimes. And I need the guidance all through the day from my higher power, whom I call God, that has been, that's been the hole that I was trying to fill with food, 
that spiritual hole. And because of the steps in my higher power, I'm learning to accept my family and friends, you know, just as they are. I used to think that um, they should be a certain way, but because of acceptance, um, you know, of others, my relationships with, um, you know, my family have really changed, you know, and I'm just learning to stay out of everybody else's business. I think that's probably the biggest things that I had to learn when I came in here that um, I don't know what's best for anybody and I'm not God and they have their own higher power, you know, and I can just, but, you know, I know now when I've crossed the line and I'll do a step 10, you know, I just make amends. And, um, you know, they say the best gift I can give, you know, to especially my son is a recovering mom. And now in his adulthood, he's a man and uh, our relationship is just so much better. I, I think of that biggest gift that I have that I can accept him the way he is. And I don't think I have to be telling him what he needs to do all the time. And, you know, I mean, I did that. I was a single mom. So I just always thought that was my job. I needed to tell him what he needed to do, you know, and of course he uh, didn't like that, you know, so he probably wasn't around me that much because that's what I did, you know, but, you know, um, I, I would never be able to be loving before OA because I had to learn to love myself, you know, um, before I could give love. And I just never knew that, you know, and finally, I can actually say that I do love myself and uh, you know, I, I have to keep giving away what I've been so freely given to me. I do sponsor and I have a sponsor and I have learned so much about being a sponsor over the years. Most important, I am learning to listen um, through a lot of trial and error. You know, I, I just really was always, thinking about fixing, you know, and, and I just had to learn, you know, that um, I don't know what's best for anybody, but, you know, over the years, um, because of my sponsor, I learned, you know, how to listen better, you know, and just guide them and, you know, just let them figure it out. You know, I mean, they have to find their own way, and uh, I can just be there to help them. But I've learned too, that, a person has to be ready, you know, and be willing to go to any lengths. When I came in into, you know, into OA, um, I was at bottom. I mean, I was willing at that point to do anything, you know, to, to just, you know, do whatever I had to do. And uh, I just really am so grateful for that, you know, because if I would have found about OA before, that's why I think I kept it for those two years. I just wasn't ready. You know, I had to, I just know that a person needs to be ready, you know, to, to really be able to accept, you know, that, that they're at the bottom, you know, but um, just like every day I have to practice steps one, two, and three, you know, and um, I'm still a work in progress. Even after 20 years in OA, I keep coming back for the rest of my life. I can't imagine my life without OA. There's never been a diet that has taught me how to live life. You know, I had no life before OA. You know, my life revolved around the food, what to eat, what not to eat, 
I was always trying to control my food and everyone around me, especially everyone around me. That was the big thing, you know, just like in the big book, you know, I was the, you know, I thought I was in charge, you know, and everybody should do what I think they should do. And um, I can't believe my friends stayed my friends, you know, because I was so negative, you know, and never happy, you know, but, um, you know, it just, it just tells me that, you know, um, I, I just don't need to control things, you know, and my higher power is always there, you know, to help me, you know, through difficult situations. And now with, with me getting, I'm 72 now, and a lot of my friends are having health problems and, you know, just really, it's just really hard, you know, to watch. And I'm so grateful for my own health that I can be there for them, you know, because if I were in the food, I wouldn't be useful to anybody at all, you know, but, uh, you know, once I put down the food and picked up the steps, you know, my whole life changed, you know, um, I think one of the biggest things right now that I'm really working on is practicing trust. You know, being in the rooms as long as I have, I still, my, my will is so strong, you know, and just tr you know, trying to turn things over to my higher power and trusting that he knows best, you know, is, is, takes practice. You know, I mean, as we say, I, I turn it over and then I take it back. And I've had to use my uh, my God can, the God box many times, because I know once I write it on a piece of paper and put it in there, I have to go back in there and take it out if if I, you know, if I take it back. So I don't want to have to do that. But, um, you know, it, it's just through this program you know, I, I, I've, I've lost weight and have kept my weight off and I came in here to lose weight. But as I always hear in the rooms, you know, I received so much more, you know, I just learned how to live life on life's terms, you know, and, you know, once I made a decision to turn my will over in my life over to the care of God, as I understand God in step three, you know, my whole life changed and it continues to get better and better you know i see god answering prayers and maybe not always in my time you know but everything in 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 god's time you know i'm just learning to trust you know more and more and just continue to give away what i've so freely being given, you know, I just really, really enjoy talking to other members and I'm retired. So I have a lot of time and I used to be pretty hard on myself. Like I'd have a whole day and I would ask God, you know, you know, please direct my thinking to others and help me to reach out where I can be useful. And I kept thinking I wasn't doing enough. You know, it was just always, I wasn't doing enough and just kept sort of beating myself up because of that but you know five minutes left thank you and you know I just would um you know I love sitting on my porch and just watching nature you know the birds and you know all that little you know the rabbits and everything and I'd be sitting there and I would think well what am I doing today I'm not doing anything I'm not I'm, I'm just 
you know, doing nothing. But what I realized was I was really having my quiet time and enjoying nature, you know, God's gift and, you know, just, just embracing the beauty, you know, just all the beauty out there in the world. And, and I just, you know, it's, I'm just in awe, you know, when, when I think of all the beauty that is there and how that I'm able to really appreciate it now that I'm not in the food because my whole life just revolved around what to eat, when to eat it, you know, what not to eat and trying to control, you know, just trying to control and um, realizing that I have no control really over anything except what I do. And, you know, just knowing that God is there for me any time of the day, I can reach out. And if I ask for help, God will help me. But I have to ask. You know, I just have to ask and I just have to be willing to listen. Taking that quiet time is so hard sometimes to stop and just sit still and be quiet. I still have a hard time with that, you know. But I know that if I do that, God will get through to me if I listen. So thank you for letting me share.